everybody, thanks for listening to the Catch a Pocket Podcast. I'm your host, Lori Burris, coming to you from Wichita, Kansas. And tonight, our 10th episode, and that was actually a really goal for me for this podcast was to do at least 10 episodes. I've already have two more people lined up for future episodes, so I guess we're going to at least do 12. And I already have ideas for more people if I can just get them to agree to come over or figure out how to make it sound a little better when we do Skype interviews because I think there's a delay and it kind of sucks. Tonight on the Catch Pocket Podcast, episode 10, Mr. Lonnie Quattlebaum. He is a cinematographer and he works here in Wichita for a company called Digital Brand Media who do a lot of cool commercials and, and this kind of thing, but also they do the Wichita Sessions which is on public television all over Wichita, Topeka, Kansas City, Smoky Hills, all over the place. And um, if you ever watch public television on Thursday nights at 7 p.m., you'll get to see some of Lonnie's handiwork and um, get to see some of the great artists that um, perform and are part of our society and culture here in Wichita, Kansas, and the surrounding areas. So, again, we're on Twitter, Catch a Pocket Podcast. We're on Facebook, Catch a Pocket, and Catch a Pocket Podcast. We're on Instagram, the Catch a Pocket Podcast. If you say it on your smart speaker, you have to say the Catch a Pocket Podcast because the smart speaker We'll put you on some weird thing called ketchup pocket. Okay, you don't want that. That's not me. So, ketchup packet. Anyway, I think it's about football. I keep getting it. I have a little southern draw. But, um, anyway, so, without further ado, my 10th guest, Mr. Lonnie Quadamon. I'm here with Mr. Lonnie Quadbaum. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Yeah, that's right. All right. And I don't want to jack up somebody's good name. <laughs> um, but um, thanks for coming to sure the thing. podcast yeah. and thanks for coming out to Park City. Let's just start out with where you were born. Um, were you born here in Wichita? Yeah, originally from Wichita. Lived here pretty much all my life. Maybe spent six months away. Yeah. <laughs> came back. Where'd yeah. you go? I went to school briefly in Chicago and then ran out of money right. <laughs> and came back home. Like an art school? like Yeah, a- film school. Uh, cool. Uh, yeah, I went out there for six months and uh, it was kind of pricey and I felt like I wasn't uh, really getting where I wanted to go with right. it. So I just came on back Yeah, home. that money, you know, and you end up having to pay it back and I'm yeah. still paying my student yeah. loans. So. so in your school years, you uh, went to WSU? Yeah, I went to WSU, actually kind of took the long route, um, started in, let's see, graduated, honestly, I can't remember if it was 90 or 91, <laughs> Yeah. but uh, uh, yeah, started WSU and uh, kind of took my time because I got, kind of as I was going, I got into several jobs that were 
related to the industry that I'm working in. So that okay. I was interested in. And, and you're in media and you're in marketing and uh, yeah. producing and you has, actually did film. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've kind of done a little bit of a lot of things. Uh, yeah. I've been involved in some film productions, uh, do some, uh, a little bit of TV, uh, a lot of marketing videos, right. um, commercials and that commercials, kind of thing. Short corporate documentaries yeah so, yeah. yeah thanks for um when they hire employees and they come in and see this is our company or this is what we do and that kind of thing yeah exactly that's cool um so at wsu you kind of took some other jobs and took your time getting through your bachelor's and then did you go further with that uh, no, I got a bachelor's and I was kind of, once I, it took me 12 years to finish. Right, <laughs> right. Once I was, once I was through, I was just happy to be done. And, you know, you know, I, I felt like it was important to, to finish. And, uh, I've, I've known some friends who have had, uh, trouble getting, you know, advancing in their careers because they didn't have that certificate. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, but they knew, you know, they knew what they needed to know. They were good at what they did. But, right. uh, you know, going to a job interview and they say, well, yeah, we I don't really have know. that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's never really been an issue for me. But, uh, uh, you know, you're glad you did. I'm glad. I yeah. Did. <laughs> yeah. Same here. And I think a lot of times when people are looking for someone, I think college is more if you finished it, it shows that you have the follow through. Exactly. And because it doesn't really teach you when you go to another job, every job is different and you have to totally relearn everything when you get there. You might know a few things, but you don't know how they do it and you have to figure it out. So experience on the job is what really they need. Yeah. But yeah, that certificate is showing you you have follow through. Exactly. Even if it takes you 12 years, you'll follow through. <laughs> Let's just go with favorite job. Like, do you have a favorite um, did you do something that really you loved so much you could wish you could do it every day? That kind of thing. Sure. Well, uh, kind of like I like what I'm doing right now because uh, it, it requires a lot of different um, uh, skills. It gives me the opportunity to sort of like, uh, I don't know, sometimes I'm shooting video, sometimes mm -hmm. I'm editing, sometimes I'm producing sometimes i'm directing uh um so i get i never get bored with what i'm doing but right. uh probably the you know probably my favorite project that that i've been working on I think we've been working on it a little over 10 years now is wichita sessions which is right that's a, wonderful yeah and that's one of the things that um drew me to you as a guest is the wichita sessions because i just love the format and i like how you guys uh try to do different angles and the way you're shooting it differently not everyone is exactly the same that kind of thing yeah i really think that's creative and and it really opens up people to local um, artists and things like that too Great. thank you yeah yeah, yeah i think uh, everyone really loves it and it's still going strong and even getting stronger hopefully yeah well uh so we've been in a bit of a lull so for anybody if you if you're not familiar with wichita sessions it's a uh, it's a live in studio uh music performance show so we bring in uh musicians and uh they play you know as if it was a live show but we do it in studio without an audience right so um um 
and we've been in a bit of a break for I don't think we've recorded anything for a little over a year now but uh, it's actually this will be the 10th year and so we're kind of working on uh, like on updating, anniversary. yeah freshening up the show a little bit cool. uh, um, and uh, yeah we need to get back into production we've got uh, I've got a giant list of uh, artists that we need to be talking to, right. but uh, until until we're ready to, <laughs> to right to get into production, I don't want to I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves on it. So. Understood with that, yeah. especially um, with this show. I kind of I have a wish list and a dream list, and then other things kind of fall into place. And and like my first guest was Michael Carmody, but my second one was Nikki Modemong. Okay, and um. I, when I was researching you, I saw that y- you did her. Yeah. And it was your first Wichita Sessions? Yeah, Nikki Modelmog was, uh, she was on our very first show. It was a kind of yeah. a pilot episode. So we're trying to figure out if it was something that we could do. If uh, Right. Uh, and we knew Nikki, and so we weren't, you know, we weren't scared to call Nikki and right. ask her, hey, will you come and, do this and show? And she is so um, <laughs> nice and, and generous with her time and stuff like that. And she likes to be on the forefront. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. I mean, you guys are on the forefront of what you're doing here. And uh, I think it just was a great, great whole episode. So, yeah, well, thank and, you. And that's, it's kind of what encouraged us to keep going was we got a lot of great response from that initial. I can see that, yeah. yeah. Definitely. So, um, do you have, um, I watched a couple of your films because you can rent them on prime. Okay. I didn't know okay. if you knew that or not, that. <laughs> <laughs> but just breathe and just breathe. Okay. And, um, the life in a barrel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I watched those two and they're really good. Really, oh, really good. Um, you know, you didn't have like a million dollar budget. You can tell, mm, no. but otherwise the story was awesome <laughs> yeah, and, and the um, shooting, it worked well and all the cuts and everything. So I was great. really like, wow, this is actually a really great movie, like story and, and, you know. Well, and I gotta, and I gotta, we gotta attribute that, you know, uh, to Jason Bailey, who I was working with back, I guess we, those movies were from 20 plus years ago yeah <laughs> yeah they're looking at the 90s. 90s yeah yeah 90s. 90 probably 97 98 uh yeah we were doing uh they were not low budget films they were no budget films. <laughs> <laughs> like on a yeah. string budget they were yeah. micro budget films and it was uh yeah in a time when uh it was just in that time when uh you know, everybody was talking about digital filmmaking and mm-hmm. there was not, you know, these days we have digital cinema, but back then it was really digital filmmaking meant, uh, shooting on a video camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, not running tape. Right. Well, yeah. That's running basically... tape. So like, you know, high eight, we were really excited when uh mini DV came out because it was an affordable medium. Definitely. It, you know, it looked almost as good as, you know, news video camera but it was not exactly uh you know it wasn't exactly film we did you know and then we did we spent a little extra money on the on my day in the barrel uh uh brian bailey helped us uh you know come up with the money to buy the film stock so we could actually shoot that on 16 millimeter oh okay you could definitely tell the difference on it but um but this acting was all 
real quality acting. I really enjoyed watching both of them. I watched both of them um, one day and then the next day and had no trouble. And, and I'm one of those people that will get bored and turn something sure. off and go do something else. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't do that at all. So if you have a chance, check those out. They're on Prime Video. And um, so you said Brian Bailey... So is he Jason Bailey's brother? Uh, that was his, that Brian Bailey's Jason's dad and dad. Uh, okay, yeah, he was a. I forget what he was doing at the time. I think he was a sales guy in between jobs, and mm-hmm. so he had uh, some time. He had some time and uh, interest and in, in uh, helping, you know, come up with uh, helping uh, helping us get a film made. So yeah, yeah, cool. He was the executive producer on that on that. He film. was marked as the. Ex- executive producer yeah, yeah yeah and i noticed on one of them i think it was life in a barrel um phil's bandmates from way back were in it in a coffee shop playing and i said phil come up here and check <laughs> which, this out it was which, dennis was it? harden and okay. kim hamlin okay and they were called at the time i think they were called she and he or kim and him <laughs> that's probably right yeah <laughs> but and anyway it was, it was at the uh, coffee house right down yeah in, uh, it's been a lot of names, coffee house. Sure, I think I forgot what it was called at the time. Yeah, I can't uh, either. Down but the Riverside. I, it was, uh, yeah, I can't remember either. It's like our coffee house now, I think. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so that was pretty funny, though. I, I was like, had to pause it and tell them to come up and watch this. Um, so, is there something that you learned from a job that um, maybe? you wish you would have known before you took took on a job like was there any kind of oh just maybe someone made a mistake or you work with someone and then they made a mistake and you learn from their mistake and you were like okay next time i need uh, something sure. or well and i feel like you know i feel like every every project i work on is a learning experience right right i I, uh you know usually there's a there's some kind of mistake (laughs) made on just about every project and we or you know it may not be a mistake but just uh something we kind of we figure out oh that would have been better if we'd have done this right or it had taken less time or whatnot yeah i should have put the light over here we could have uh you know uh so so just little this and that little tweaks basically yeah well you know and i do feel like uh because not not every project is as fun as the next but i do feel like every project that i work on whether it's creative or for business is Mm -hmm. every project is a opportunity to learn more about like you know the you know what i'm working on how to how to you know how to work in video production right or uh, how to tell a story yeah, so. definitely. I know I'm learning every time I do a podcast because um, I just have interest in people sure. in my community yeah. that um, and to promote my community and to make sure that people know there's so much quality here. You know, it's always highlighted elsewhere, but here there's quality people with intelligent stories and have a lot to say and a lot to bring to and a lot of times they get found out and then they have to go to New York or LA because they're they're called there you know they they can make a living sure mm-hmm. so um, with digital brand when did you get started in that um, field you know when did 
did Eric Zoller, is he the owner of that? Yeah. 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 yeah so I've been working with Eric. Uh, actually, I've been working with Eric and Digital Brand uh, in some capacity uh, since, uh, oh, probably around 2000 or so. You know, I spent a lot of time um, as a freelance uh, production guy or, or post-production Uh but I've been over there full time since uh, end of 2014. So, okay, just about five years. Five years now. Yeah. And so now it's clicking right along, and you yeah. guys have a system and routine. And it was kind of a just a entrepreneurship that um, you all kind of came together with. Is that how that started? Sure. Or? Well, it was. Uh, it kind of grew out of. Uh, it grew out of another production company uh, from the 90s. Um, Eric was not the original owner, but he bought it. So he uh, he came to Wichita to work there. Uh, back from K State, he he spent I think three years out at K State okay. doing, uh, in the um, doing video production for uh, K State on a lot of uh, videos that were grant based. Okay. Uh, for and, for the university for itself. The university, yeah. Okay. Uh, and so he came back to Wichita in, I don't know, late 90s and uh, was working a digital brand, uh, which is the production company that, you know, that we run together. But uh, uh, he bought it. Oh, I can't, I can't remember when he bought it exactly. Uh, mid 2000s. Okay. It's been about 13 years now, I guess. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, uh um, you know, and in, in the meantime, I had, uh, been working in, you know, a lot of different places. I worked at Cake TV for a little while as a technical director. Right. Um, I was at WSU as a videographer and video producer and, uh, uh, so, uh, you know, but all during the, t- all during that time I had, uh, worked in some capacity as a right. freelance you know, guy, right? Just do helping get getting work done. Definitely, that's awesome. Are you motivate? What motivates you as a artist to get these tr- freelance jobs? I mean, you have to have a get a gumption about yourself to to go. You know, I need to contact this person or know this person or something like that. You know. Sure. Uh, and not just probably money, but sure. something's pulling at your sure. soul. This is your thing. You right. Know? Well, I, you know, I guess I've got two modes when I'm in. So I, you know, I work in the field that I'm actually interested in, you know, in pursuing rights. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I've got two modes. I've got, we've got work mode and we've got personal project or creative mode. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, most of the freelance was, it's all, uh, you know, trying to utilize my skills, you know, what I can, you know, how I can, whether it's shooting video or editing. Right. Or sometimes a little bit of, you know, I'm not, I'm not a great graphic designer or motion graphics person, but I can do a little bit. Yeah. And I've, you know, I've, uh, but, uh, so utilizing those skills to help, uh, you know, in a, in a commercial sense. Right. To, to help make a living. Right. And exactly. then. And then we've got projects like, um, oh, like the the like the film projects that that I was doing back in the '90s with uh-huh. Jason and uh, 
like heart in your heart right that's what you right. want and and i've done and you know and to some extent i've been able to mix that up and i we do um uh, i don't do a ton of music videos but mm -hmm. i do a, you know a little bit of music videos like uh Back when Marlon and Arbuckle were together, right. did a yeah, I saw a ton of music of videos for those guys. Uh, some that I was really, really happy good. with. Thanks. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've been doing some music videos for uh, Gooding and uh, oh yeah, uh, Daniel Nicole, who's up in Kansas City. Okay. Um, and and some other and some other artists too. And those are usually you know it. It used to be, um, that. I could just do those projects and we didn't have to worry about a budget, but it's been lately it's, it's, it just gets, it's been getting a little more difficult to prioritize time because mm. I've got projects at work with, with money attached. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of, <laughs> and people yeah. and expectations. Yeah, you know, yeah your exactly. Clients, you yeah. Know. We're, you know, and they've only got so much, I've only got so much time to work right. on different things. And it does take time. It's time consuming. Yeah. When I come in here and I'll listen to us again and again and again, you know, it's me trying to give the best outcome, but it's time consuming. And my son who likes to play video games in the same room that we're in hates it. <laughs> Absolutely. You're hates taking it. his gaming. Yes. <laughs> like, when are you going to stop? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel your pain on that. Um, and this is a labor of love as well. So, sure. so like, how did you decide to get started uh, doing the podcasting? Kind of like, um, kind of a heart feeling, a draw towards it. I was listening to a lot of podcasts and I thought, you know, we have people that have better stories than that. I, I've heard better interviews than this. So it was basically me going, wow, we should bring Wichita. It's a way, it's a totally new format that's happening in the world right now. And it's completely almost, I mean, besides for the equipment that I had to buy, which I bought like one a week, mm -hmm. every payday, one like thing. And then when I finally had enough, um, I bought a hosting site. And then I'm like, okay, you know, watching... YouTube videos of other people and thinking, let's try. I don't know. It could fail, but isn't, that's okay. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's kind of the way I looked at it. Well, I think it's a great time to be, to like be sharing stories in, in Wichita uh, because I think there's a lot of, and it's part of the reason why we got involved with Wichita Sessions was we know there's a lot of talent in mm -hmm. Wichita. I think so. And uh, it's, it's maybe underrepresented and not definitely yeah. not in that p it's not out there and people aren't doing things but I, I you know i feel like there's a gap between the perception or there has been historically a gap right. between the perception of how much talent there is in wichita and culture there is to take in versus right. what we actually have in artists exactly. who are creating things so i really yes you hit the nail on the head to me because that's kind of it and now this media kind of brings us at the same level i mean if if the right person or the right group of people thought this was cool it could be huge or it could be not but you're still going to have that remembrance of this interview you know and you can always look back on it and say you know um i'm glad i did that because i opened someone's eyes up to something that that helped them or pushed them further and made Wichita a little more fantastic. I think mm -hmm. that's kind of the goal. So, um, yeah, 
that's why I did it. And uh, so now we're to the inspirational story part of the the um, podcast. And it's basically, is there something, is there a story that you can tell or is there something that happened to you that was inspiring that you might tell the listeners or me um, that could help improve my life somehow? And, and that's a hard question, I know. So, I mean, take your time. Okay. Yeah, I might need to take a little bit of time. Uh, you know, I know you you had mentioned uh, what, what we wanted to talk about here ahead of time. Uh, but you can take it any way you want. Oh, sure. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be like, when I was 12, somebody whipped me or something. You know what I mean? But, uh, but anything. Like a teacher that influenced you, a friend that influenced you in, in a positive way, a negative way, if you want to. I mean, we can take it anyway. And you can curse as well because okay. it's totally allowed. <laughs> this is podcasting. It's not a broadcast. Right, right. right. Um, well, uh, I, you know, there may be two, two things I could uh, talk about. Um, one, I guess for the youngsters okay. <laughs> interested in media, if you're interested in, uh, well, and you don't have to be a youngster either. Uh, if you're just interested in media, this is like a, this is a time when really everything is very accessible. You don't, it was when I started uh, really hard to, to get a hold of the tools to do the sorts of things that I was interested in doing video cameras, like good cameras or film right. cameras film stock or you know all the the tools of that day and they back were very in the expensive 90s too was extremely expensive video mm. editors a cheap video editor uh, when i got into it uh, a machine to edit video uh a cheap one cost fifty thousand dollars yeah and, you know uh so and, and and video cameras like a good video camera or uh you know, or if you wanted to shoot film, film stock was, you know, really expensive these days with digital, uh, you know, you can buy a, you know, a video camera that looks better than you know, the stuff that we were shooting back in the nineties looks, I mm-hmm. think, you know, right. Better than the film stocks that if you wanted to shoot film back in the nineties, it looks, you know, the cameras these days, like the red, even, uh, even you know, relatively affordable cameras like the Blackmagic cinema camera or the, I got a better camera in my pocket and right. my phone than I, than we shot some of the projects back it's in the nineties. So, uh, the tools today are just so more, so much more accessible. So anybody with an interest in doing something in media has, has the accessibility access, I should say to, to the tools they need to do it. So really these days it just comes down to the interest and the talent of, you know, the people. So, right. um, so yeah, if you're interested in, uh, video production or, uh, in media, it's, it's a lot easier to get into it. It's also, it also means there's, a lot more people with that access exactly. <laughs> to the tools. So exactly. there's more competition. There, there's more out them. there, but yeah. it's good. I think it's good to have competition of, yeah. I, you know, it's good to have a, uh, 
a lot of ideas out there and a I think lot so of too. Uh, you know and you got the YouTube format and all mm -hmm. the different um, you know web formats that you can you can create an audience yeah right. that was that's, an, that's another thing that's great about today versus what you know we uh, so when we were doing our you know when we were doing our micro budget uh, feature films mm -hmm. back in the 90s you know, we if we were lucky, we would get eighty people to come out. Uh, you know, or you know, we could market it. Right. and We could. Uh, we frequently got the Orpheum booked back when the Orpheum didn't have a whole lot going on. Right. But, uh, you know, we would maybe get a couple hundred people out, and that felt pretty. That was good. a lot. Yeah. yeah. But these days, like you can you can post your video on youtube or on right. uh Vimeo or give them a taste or, of it or something and let them know yeah you can yeah. you can get you can reach audience you know you can reach audiences uh a lot larger audiences and that's uh that's something that's been fun about uh uh the new kind of digital media uh the new uh uh delivery format for sort of the democratization of uh, distribution right right you can right you know you can put your stuff on youtube or you can even put it you know you can even put it on facebook mm -hmm. which is where everybody's on facebook right right so, or uh, instagram, instagram is big yeah people yeah. people it's a lot more likely that you will get your stuff seen by people you'll reach an audience with a common uh interest yeah because, possibly yeah. yeah i'm working on that myself right now but yeah you can you can get all around the world. I've had people in Australia listen. I can tell because it gives you all the stats and mm -hmm. everything. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's fun to. Sometimes it's fun to go look at uh, look at all those stats on the on the geographic areas mm -hmm. where all your audience are at. And uh, like, what are these people listening? Yeah. <laughs> like Germany, and maybe they don't even speak. Well, I mean, they must because they listen. So yeah. Hey, Germany, but. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they listen. Keep listening. But okay, so um, on a creative level, did when you're you were the uh, editor for those those low budget feature films that you made in the nineties? Uh, so I, you know, or you were a I cin had, cinematographer. I had different roles on a lot of the films that uh, that I worked on with Jason Bailey back in the nineties. Um, a lot of times I didn't. I was not available for uh, during production, but if I was, you know, sometimes I would shoot. Um, uh, if I wasn't, um, I was the guy who had a Final Cut Pro okay. <laughs> at the time. So, yeah, I did edit a lot of those uh, until we were able to get Jason set up with Final Cut, and then he edited a lot of okay. a lot of them. But uh, yeah, so uh, I think I had small. Uh, roles, acting roles, in, in a few of them, but uh, yeah, that's cool. Uh, the, uh, yeah, the party so scene. The party, yeah, I was in the party <laughs> scene. The I remember that. Um, yeah, so uh, on that one, I think we co-directed, and uh, um, I was the director of photography on a few of them. Um, there's, you know, most of them they didn't look that great. We were, I still had had. Uh, still learning how to you know how to light for film and uh, right uh i think the very last the very last one we did was uh, was a feature length the uh, digital you know 
uh, that we uh, shot it in 2007, maybe just before uh, Jason and uh, his wife Rebecca moved to uh, New York, and uh, that was called Gracie Rose, and that was the that was the last one we did. It was the first one I actually kind of started feeling good about the you know how we the process the lighting on it. And, okay. Yeah. So the lighting was a major concern during them because it makes it look warm or cold or yeah, this kind well, of just stuff. the quality of the light and uh, uh, you know I guess that that's the advantage of going to film school, especially if you're interested in. Uh, uh, cinematography. Yeah. Uh, these days you can get all that information, you you know, on YouTube and there's so many like uh, tutorial videos right. and you can, everybody's shares like, Oh, this is how we made it look great back. You know, back then you could read it in a book, but, uh, it's not quite the same. Well, if you didn't have the, t if you didn't have the, the tools, if you didn't have the lights or access to all the stands and the you know the various tools, it was it was a little more difficult to sort of uh, kind of figure it out on your own. Today it's a little easier, and I see a lot of uh, I see a lot of people, a lot of kids doing better looking stuff earlier now because they they can go onto YouTube and they see oh you should set that light behind a big. Uh, silk to make oh, you know, okay. to make the diffuse it to diffuse or, the light right. to give it a more like even soft uh, instead appearance of instead of just like really hard shadows right and, uh, um, yeah I never even thought of that yeah yeah <laughs> so I mean there's a lots of tricks there's lots of tricks that uh, I didn't know about back uh, back when right. we were just starting out and so and it took a while but that's you know I guess we were talking about that's where you learn kind of learn something. Right. And reproduction, so. So, yeah, since you didn't have, at that point, there was no YouTube to go to to see if anyone, I mean, and, and some YouTube um, ins, instructional stuff is crap, too. Um, I was watching something today about, you know, um, just, I can't even remember what I was looking up, but it was, one said one thing, and the next video was completely the opposite of the thing. So, I was like, well... You know, I don't know which one's right, but now you've got two perspectives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe they're both right in their own way. I don't know. So, um, well, looking forward to Wichita Sessions tenth year, and uh, do you have any like um, what would they call Easter eggs for us so we can find out uh, who's going to be on? Maybe, or do you have some people lined up already? Um. We've been talking to a few people. Uh, we, there's a there are some that uh, I, we know we're interested. And we need to get back in touch, um, trying to figure out when we're gonna when we're gonna get into production, um, which is we got to get going here in the next couple <laughs> of months. We hi, historically we've done a lot of shooting at the diver, mm -hmm. um, uh, which looks yeah, that's great, really nice, uh, but. Uh, and they they got they have heat now in the winters, but like <laughs> they don't have AC in the so like after oh, yeah. once it hits uh, on, on the second floor, mm -hmm. which is where we do our, which is where we do our production when we when we're there. Um, so any like once it hits April, it actually because we did a oh I think we did sluggos on a Sunday morning in April. And by April, it was already hitting 80 degrees. And oh, man. <laughs> so, like we did it so early it in the sweating, morning. Huh? But uh, yeah, that was the first first season. So yeah, we kind of learned. 
Like if we're gonna do it up there, we gotta do it. Uh, we have to do it in the fall or early in the spring or in the winter. But in the summer, we just, it's too warm. You have to go there. elsewhere. Yeah, we gotta go elsewhere. Find so. a new. Find a new spot that's air conditioned, hopefully. Yeah, so we typically on, on sessions, that's what we, um, on Wichita sessions, we uh, we try to find some nice looking rooms in and around uh, Old Town and mm -hmm. downtown area yeah, in Wichita. Yeah, uh, And so far, everything has been out there. A few times we've done it outside the... Uh, uh, we did with Spirit of the Stairs. That yeah, was I like that one. That was really season. cool. That was the old, the old Coleman factory. Yeah. It, the the ruins of the old Coleman factory. We actually got. I was. I Eric asked, uh, should we shoot it out at the old Coleman factory? And I was like, I, there's no way they're gonna let us, yeah. <laughs> let us shoot out <laughs> there. And so I was like, if you can get permission, then we should do it. Uh, and he called, and I forget who he talked to, one of the VPs out there. And mm -hmm. they, sure enough, they gave us a key to go. <laughs> to wow. Go. We had to get an insurance policy for up to, I don't know how much, but. In case somebody got hurt out there. Yeah. Well, liability. You <laughs> yeah. Know, we had to, I mean, in any time you're on a production, uh, you know, you need to have, uh, you need to have insurance to, right. to cover whatever might happen. But uh, I think we had to up our. <laughs> up it a little bit for that production but uh uh anyway that uh that got torn down that building got torn down and now it's the the uh, parking lot right right uh, but uh right across from where wave is now and um, wave wave could be a good possibility yeah, for you guys be. we might have to talk to them about uh yeah and and also you know those guys own the cotillion now some of those same guys and yeah and uh you know, that would be a cool place to do a shoot. It has air conditioning, I hear. No, yeah. I've, I've been there. <laughs> did you go to the yeah. Pixies last night? I did not. I should have gone to Pixies. I know. It seems like everybody, my, my uh, I know, I'm social so media jealous. feed was <laughs> populated with Pixies photos and videos. But no, I, I didn't. Yeah, I live out that way too. So Okay. But, uh, well, you did come a little ways then today. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, we shot. I did shoot, uh, shot a uh, little music video with uh, Dustin Arbuckle for uh, his Dustin Arbuckle and Damnations. We did did a, a video for him out of Cotillion uh, about a year ago, I guess. Okay, so. cool. I haven't seen that one. I'll check it out. Yeah. All right. Well, um, is there anything else you'd like to add to this, or any kind of um, plug or anything like that that we can give you? Because we'd love to. Uh, just keep an eye out for Wichita sessions coming up. Uh, and that's on K <laughs> imagine. KTPS. Yeah, I think we'll be. I think new episodes coming up uh, uh, in June or July and uh, of of 2019. And it's currently on air right now. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure which episode airs next week, but uh, every Thursday at seven o'clock on KPTS. And we're also up in uh, Kansas City on uh, public television, KCPT, and then also Topeka and Western Kansas on Smoky Hills. So okay, it's okay. the the it schedule. It plays in all those places. Yeah, it, it plays in all those places, but the schedule is a little different everywhere. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, off the top of my head, I'm not sure. Okay. Days and times. But. I'll put I'll put a post on my Podbean app that um that i published this on okay and uh, just to all those little things the link to ktps a link to your um digital brand um 
media that you cool. work at and uh, anything else you want. And you can just tell me if you want to delete any of this stuff too, you know. I'm, I'm willing and able. So I really appreciate you coming, Lonnie, yeah. and spending a little time with me and catching a pocket with me today. Great. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you, Lonnie, for coming down and having a great conversation with me. It was a great pleasure and an honor, and I can't wait to see what you do in the future, and I can't wait to watch those Wichita Sessions episodes coming into the future. And anytime you get a chance to watch public television um, in Wichita and the surrounding areas, try the Wichita Sessions program. It's really awesome. Um, thanks for listening to the Catch a Pocket podcast. We are being hosted by the Podbean.com, so bring your podcast to the audience. Special thanks goes to Phil and Fletcher Burris for helping me with the technical aspects of producing a podcast. Jeff and Zach Tuttle for photos I use on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Kirk Renstrom for the music, and Lisa Renstrom for allowing me to use it on the podcast. I'd also like to thank anyone who supports this podcast and takes the time to give it a listen. I hope y'all catch a pocket you can be proud of. See you next time.